Hey, this is Ali Ballas, and I am a victim of the 2020 lockdown. All joking aside, I just want to hang, and I've heard a lot of people saying the same, and sometimes with people who I don't even know. And as we've come to realize, that is not okay during a pandemic. Even though we can't meet in person, doesn't mean we can't get outside of our bubble. This is about learning new things, stepping outside, and all while staying home. Just because we can't hang, there still can't hang. This week on Can't Hang, I speak to Shannon Loveless, a native of Brantford, Ontario, who has taken on the world one job at a time. Shannon has worked for Yacht Week in Croatia as a chalet host in Whistler and so many more incredible experiences, including being in the Caribbean currently. Shannon is an embodiment of following your passions where they may lead and taking each experience as a stepping stone. And now it is my pleasure to introduce you to Shannon Loveless, the follower of fascination. So welcome, Shannon. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, of course. I'm really excited to talk about all your experiences. You have so many and they're just so unique. Uh, So I think this is really cool as someone who like loves to follow where passions lead. So I think you can probably relate to that, Um, but we'll get right into it. So Shannon, how did you grow up? Like, how did you get inspired to take on all of these adventures or did you have a pretty average upbringing? How did that all go for you? Uh, so yeah, I grew up in a small town um, outside of Brantford, Ontario, which is the home to Wayne Gretzky, which is like our only claim to fame. And oh, that's uh, cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it's something. Other than that, Brantford doesn't really have a lot going for it. Um, but I was really lucky. My dad is a farmer, and my mom is a teacher, which sounds very like humbling. Um, but I feel like mm-hmm. we actually were able to do a lot. And looking back on it, like especially traveling now and just realizing like the expense of it, I just feel really grateful for like all the trips that we went on as families. Like we definitely weren't mm-hmm. doing anything crazy, but like we did our fair share of like Disney World and stuff. And now I look back on it, I'm just like, wow, that was actually so amazing. And like to take your family on a trip is a really special endeavor and I'm like very grateful for my parents for like taking the time and um just having a covering expense of taking our family on these trips um yeah yeah. so did that kind of like spur your like interest in travel type of thing um I guess you could say yes we've definitely done some things and I have a lot of family over in um Europe and the UK So we were able to, when I was 16, I went over there with my mom who was born in Scotland and we were able to do a whole trip over there exploring uh, and uh, staying with all our family and some that I'd never met before. So I'd say maybe that was like, yeah, that was definitely like the first time like across the ocean um, doing something really different. So I'd say that would Mm -hmm. be more my starting point with travel. Okay, gotcha. 
Um, so you kind of, after like researching for this episode, obviously I knew you did a lot of cool things like before I started researching, but, um, you did a lot of cool experience. We'll kind of just list them and then we'll go through them a little bit. Um, okay. so you did something at Western, which I know quite well as I had friends who did it, um, called alternate spring break. Um, you have tons of certifications in like sailing, pleasure craft operation, ski instruction, open water diving. Like these are like just cool things. Um, you did a lot of research and worked, um, for the yacht week, which like I always have known as like, just, I want to do like, I want to go on one of those, but they're so expensive. So that's not happening. Um, and then you worked in Whistler. So I guess we'll start at the top. So, um, what was your experience with alternate spring break and like, would you recommend it to other people? Yeah, so alternative spring break was amazing. I actually was able to secure one of the scholarships from the university to go do that. And it's people who okay. have either gone to Western like alumni or they've directly wanted to fund someone. So you're kind of like in contact mm-hmm. with them and you're able to like okay. send them photos of your trip and like they kind of want to like see exactly where their money's going. So yeah, I was cool. able to, yeah, so it was really cool. And we did one of the health focused one so we were going into community clinics and doing health-based interventions kind of like just giving people health information like and taking their bmi and their weight and just doing these like small checkups and then giving interventions for adults and kids about like how they can implement healthy changes um like exercise and eating into their daily lives using the resources that they have and where was that sorry so we were in panama panama city actually Mm-hmm. And oh, we stayed wow. very like awesome. within the city, um, like in the actual yeah. more like not in the hotels area. We were like, like right the in the midst of it. Like Panama. Yeah, it okay. was really authentic, and yeah, it was a great experience. And we traveled with some like great other people, and we genuinely had such a fun time together um, yeah. with the group that we came with, and was meeting all of the locals as well. Yeah. And you were in health science, right? So that makes sense that you were doing that type of like activity. So I guess for people that don't know, I'll give like a little to make this make more sense. Alternative spring break at Western is something that people kind of opt in. So we have a spring break in February and people opt in to do this instead. So they travel and it's not really as much travel. It's like volunteer work, I guess. Um, So you go on this trip and then uh, it's kind of run by the school, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it's like just an obviously the name kind of says it all. It's obviously an alternate spring break than like the drinking and like partying (laughs) spring break that like we're used to hearing about. Um, So kudos to you for doing something like that because that's really cool. I'm sure a lot of people just went and like laid on the beach like me. Um, So good for you. can you talk like a bit about your certifications and like you have so many and like, so I'll go through them again. You have like a sailing certification, you have pleasure craft operation, you're a ski instructor and you do open water diving. Like how did you get this like breadth of like knowledge? I don't understand yeah. how you can be so good at all these things. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does seem like a random array of things like diving and skiing. <laughs> where did that come from? Um, I feel like I've just always been really motivated. Um, with like 
doing things that kind of get me places, if that makes sense. So, like, mm-hmm. um, I, I think my first job was in Banff. I was working at, like, the Fairmont in Banff. And I was like, hey, this is amazing. I get to live this summer in the Rockies. And, and then I'm also, like, working and meeting all these friends. So I feel like kind of everything else I've done, I'm kind of, like, see it kind of from two sides. Like, you get to do the cool thing and, like, you're working. But you also get to, like get a certification out of it so like I started yeah it's like a means to an end sort of kind of yeah so it's like it's not just like I'm going to travel like go to Banff and spend all my money it's like I get to go I get to make some money I get to be here and like it's also almost even better because you're like part of a group of people yeah um that you work yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah. (laughs) like some of the things I've done like um for example the ski thing that was another job I got a job in Whistler chalet hosting and then the company I was working for, um, they trained ski and snowboard instructors. So I was able, as like a perk of the job, I was able to get in on those lessons and I was able to get my um, level one ski instructor certification. So I can technically teach beginners to ski now. Okay, that's awesome. So me, so you can teach me to ski. Yeah, <laughs> I can teach everyone to ski. This is an ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was like a really cool perk and just um, like sailing. I was able to sail because my grandparents lived in Niagara on the Lake. So I was able to do my um, sailing certifications. I spent three summers a month each time uh, getting to those. Yeah. For like obviously small two people boats. Yeah. So when you say you were a chalet host in Whistler, like what does that mean? So yeah, I was cooking. So we had people come in, they were like ages like 18 to 25 for the most part, getting their ski and snowboard certifications. And I was hosting them. So like the chalet would fit, like I think mine at peak fit 18 people, including myself. So I would cook, it was like a continental breakfast and then I would cook dinners and then I would like maintain the chalet. How did you learn to cook like this? Like, was this something that you were interested in already? Or like, did you just have to like learn while you were on the job? Yeah, so I'm I'm self-taught. Yeah, I don't think I really like I wish I had like some Italian grandmother that I could credit this to. (laughs) Um, But unfortunately, I don't. And yeah, I feel like it's just another one of those things where I was like, okay, I really want to go to Whistler. I want to do these things. I can definitely do this, even though like I literally had no experience backing that up. I I just felt like I really could do it and I wanted to. And I was lucky to find an amazing company that hired me, even though they knew I had no experience. (laughs) And (laughs) it ended up being an amazing year. And they were like super happy with myself and the other chalet host. And yeah, we just tried really hard, mostly because we loved the company and the owner of the company was just amazing. So I would have like bent over backwards. So I became a a little chef. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so awesome. So, um, in saying that, so now you're using these chef skills and you're um, down in the Caribbean and you're going to be working. Are you going to be working for the Yacht Week again? Uh, I don't know. That's to be determined. We were actually supposed to be working oh, okay. for them. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we were supposed to be working for them this past summer, but obviously everything got canceled. Um, so we weren't able to. And I'm not sure where like the future will go with that. It would be nice to do it here and there possibly um and we have like a really good friend base of people who've worked there before and even down in the Caribbean right now they're working here as well so that's nice to have friends around um but to be determined if we're going to work for the yacht week but we're working on private um like not a private yacht but like a charter yacht um so similar concept Mm -hmm. to the yacht week but more like um I guess a bit more, like more expensive 
vacations or more like okay. family vacations, um, similar yeah. boats and everything. So like but what like, I'm thinking is saying like, um, like below deck, like that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. So many people have uh, mentioned below deck to me. So yeah, the boats <laughs> on below deck are like super yachts. So they're like big. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. These boats are smaller. So they're like 50, 60 feet. Uh, where like the super okay. yachts are like over like a hundred feet. Um, oh. yeah. So it's like smaller, like two crew yachts. It's very similar to the boats that are on the yacht week. So it's similar in that concept. And the fact that you're kind of doing week to week charters is similar. It's more like yeah. a different clientele. So instead of like young party, it can be kind of like families. It could be younger people. It could be couples, etc. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go back to jumping back a little bit. Um, so when you worked at the yacht week the first time, like, can you tell me a bit about this experience? Like, how did you get into this? Like, how did you even find this job opportunity? And like, and what did it kind of hold for you? Like, what did you do on a day-to-day basis? Uh, so okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the yacht week, they hire some events so I was doing events for them and it was an internship technically so I had a friend from my hometown in Brantford who had done this internship the year before and he was placed in Greece and we just thought it was like the coolest looking thing ever yeah um we're like it's amazing and like he's just an amazing person so we're like of course he would land this really cool gig (laughs) um so I kind of felt like it was out of reach a little bit but I had his connection and he was very close with um the hiring manager so I was able to kind of like I had a bit of a base connection there thankfully and yeah he was able to slip my name in a bit and I obviously applied and then you go through rounds of interviews and I just was really doubting myself like I was like not like they only pick (laughs) like few people like for the route that I was on they pick 16 people for the whole summer so they do two weeks of eight and like thousands of people apply and then luckily I was able to get it and I was placed in Croatia and it was just like I I can't say enough good things about it it was so fun just so amazing that other people that are in the internship are just great great individuals and I was able to meet my boyfriend there so Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So life is good. I, I would definitely recommend it to anyone to just even apply because it was truly life changing. Mm -hmm. So you have all these really cool, like certifications and experiences and like all this, like really fun stuff that you've gotten to do. And like, obviously, like you say, like you've gotten so much out of it, um, personally, but, um, also I feel like that's like one whole person but then also you're this like crazy intelligent like going to potentially law school but you decided to defer um so can you tell me about this process like what made you kind of defer I'm like really big on like following your passion so I totally understand this but um can you kind of speak to that a little bit yeah so what happened was I think just graduating you know your undergrad um everyone's just like what are you doing next like you're going to all the family events and they're like you know this is coming to a close like what are you doing next like you have all this potential you know so it was kind of one of those things where I was like um I did well in some of the law courses that we had to take with our program and I was just like maybe this makes sense maybe I should explore this more like you don't need any certain courses to apply to law school so I was like okay like I can just go with my undergrad this this will be good I'll kind of get people off my back a bit um so I'll go right in my LSAT everything's dandy and 
yeah, I went to write my LSAT and it was like extremely stressful. Um, and I really put myself in a time crunch because I started studying right when exams were finished. And then I left for Croatia the middle of July. Like I wrote my LSAT the day before I left for Croatia. So I just, yeah, so I just really was like, (laughs) it was like two and a half months set and done, which is like a pretty short time depending on who you ask oh it is for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> yeah but I just like really put a lot of pressure on myself and I was like extremely extremely stressed out um yeah and then I ended up getting my result back and it was pretty good um yeah it was like enough I guess and <laughs> I went ahead very humble <laughs> yeah yeah it, it did the trick yeah so and I was surprised because honestly it just felt like the whole test was such a blur and I just like yeah it was yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend doing that. For sure. Yeah. So and then I just was able to apply, and I was kind of applying. Like, I almost just felt like going through the motions a bit. Like I was just like, "Okay, this is what I'm doing. I guess. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. let's see if I can get in." And I really want to go to UBC, but I felt like my score wasn't high enough um, to go there. So mm-hmm. I kind of like applied, but I almost was like, "I'll just apply," but like I'm not gonna. Like I'm not gonna get in. I've written it off in my head. And I just wasn't, I wasn't really interested in going anywhere else. I just was really drawn to go to UBC. And I have a friend that um, is there right now graduating this year. And he, I think he was a big reason why I just was like, oh, this seems amazing. He's just like a really, a really cool guy. Um, Yeah. So I I think I was really like, he was definitely a role model for me in that a bit. And then I kind (laughs) of written it, I'd written it off. And, and then I found out that I did get in, in May and I just was like really thrown off and I I didn't really know how to feel. Like I thought I would feel a certain way. And then I didn't, like, I thought I'd be like, Oh my gosh, like picturing myself in this like power role, you know, like all these things that you think Mm -hmm. like your life's going to be like. And then like when it actually happened, I just was like, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I felt kind of like, like I hadn't really finished. Like I felt like I had other loose ends. Like we'd been doing this, um, working on yachts thing. And I just was like, where could this take me? Like I could travel the world doing this. Like what else could I maybe be really good at that I haven't explored before? And I just was like, I knew like, I know nothing bad about law. I think it's an amazing thing. And I've, I've, met since um people in the field and I think it it can be something really positive I just felt like what it's something that when you start it like there's not really any going back like once you go to school and then you're articling and then you're looking for jobs like there's never going to be a time where you can really take time off and explore something else Mm-hmm. So that's just how I thought. You're really, yeah, you're really putting yourself in a position to like keep going, and like there's no like, stop. Yeah, there's no like pausing. I feel like, and that's something that a lot mm-hmm. of people are fine with, and they just want to get on with it. And like, when I do this, the result's going to be this, and I keep going, and then I get promoted and all that stuff. But yeah, you're right. If you're not totally invested in it from like the first step, then then like what you know, like you don't want to dive into something so headfirst that you aren't sure about so yeah exactly and like yeah not only the time commitment but also just yeah like is it what you want to do like I've been in school for my entire life and I've I've always been like a pretty driven student um Mm -hmm. but it's just like I'd never explored anything else like 
like oftentimes I feel like school doesn't necessarily translate into like being like making money or like having a career so yeah I just was kind of wanting to I guess see what else is out there before I commit to something and I really wanted to be really committed going and I didn't want to take up a spot in school knowing other people are waiting for an acceptance like waiting for a spot I didn't want to take a spot that and feel just kind of like half-assed about it for sure. Yeah. Well, that's like really like noble of you because I know there's a lot of people um, that that's like their life dream. So if it's not yours, like that's obviously fine, but um, you're right. You don't want to go into it. And especially not even talking time or interest or anything like money wise, mm-hmm. it is like a huge, huge commitment and like no doubt that you'll make it back, but like it's just a big commitment. So you obviously have to think of that too. So that is just so interesting. And obviously what you're doing is just in a completely different route and you don't want to write that off either. Yeah. So I just want to give myself some time to figure it out. It was like, you know, there's no rush. I've been in school my entire life. Um, and it's something that I've, I really feel like if it's meant for me, like it'll be there and I can always like whatever mm-hmm. it takes, like even if my LSAT score expires or whatever, like I can always go back and redo that hopefully in a less stressful way. Or like if it's meant for me, mm-hmm. like I'm <laughs> going to find that again. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. what would you say in, in speaking about this and like following passions and, and kind of looking for things that you, that really speak to you, what would you say to someone who's kind of in a similar position to you were in the summer kind of deciding like, if this isn't something that I'm passionate about, should I go forward with it just because it's a conventional thing to do? Or uh, like, what would you say to someone that's in a similar position to your mind space in that time? Um, I would just say that um, just, I don't know. I feel very lucky that I'm even even able to to take this time because I know there's a lot of pressures on people, like whether it be from your family or just on yourself or even money-wise. Like a lot of people wouldn't feel like they could just explore what's out there. Like sometimes it's safer to mm-hmm. go on that path. But I also kind of, this might sound kind of corny, but it's like, if you think about your life and you're like, okay, if my life was a movie or something, like would the girl just be going to law school or would she maybe be figuring it out and going to the Caribbean and like trying this out you know <laughs> so I'm like if yeah. you can take the chance yeah so it's just kind of one of those things where I was like I might as well take the risk like, if you're going to take a risk now's the time like I don't have any any attachments like I don't have a family like I'm not settled down like I really could go anywhere um mm-hmm. so I think just kind of having the courage to pursue that and yeah and even the doubts like I know it sounds like I'm just like heck it whatever if it's still if it's still meant for me it'll be there but like I definitely sometimes think about like oh if I went like it would have been secure like that safety would have been nice um and like how other people feel about the choice like are they thinking it was really stupid for me to do that or whatever so those things definitely impact me um but I feel like just really trying staying true to yourself and if you feel like you're in the position where where you can um take that time then do it yeah I think you're right and I think now is a good time I think most people our age um just graduating from university or college or whatever they may be doing they're kind of in this like early to mid-20s thing and and you're right you don't have any attachments you don't have uh like kids to worry about you don't have like a 
legitimate like spouse to worry about. You don't have bills, like all these things. So like, Mm -hmm. like when else is the perfect time? Like when you have all those things, it's going to be much harder um, to make these choices and to make the, take these risks because there's just going to be so much more at stake. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think you're right. It is, is just such a perfect time. And I think a lot of people have come to that realization with the pandemic has kind of helped people think about that in a different and new way that like these conventional routes may not be where you want to be if you're not passionate about it yeah. doesn't matter how much money you make or um or where you are if you get locked down and have to do that job you're not going to be very happy yeah exactly and like yeah a lot of times it's um yeah it, it's kind of deciding between it, do you want a job that can allow you the life that you like you have a job that makes some money you can go on nice trips and stuff or you could have a job that maybe makes less money, but you're living every day as if it's the vacation. Yeah. And yeah. it's definitely Funny that not. you say that. I was, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, sorry. There, I was just saying, there's no wrong answer. Like, I don't think it's terrible. Like, how I was saying law is mm-hmm. amazing and great. And like, it's still something I'm considering, but there's different, you definitely have to choose. Like, do you want to, yeah, how, how, what lifestyle is right for you? There's no wrong answer. Yeah, me and my sister were just talking about this yesterday. And it's like, mm-hmm there's a lot of people and I think from talking to you you sound like similar like there's a lot of people that like go so hard at their job and like they work whatever and then they have their like vacation and they just are like oh yep like this is my vacation but like I guess what we aspire to and what we grew up doing with our parents is like, we like live every day. Like we have fun every day. And like, we try to Uh like think of every day as like a challenge and like, you know, some days are not great, but like uh, it's kind of just living every day as if it's like your life and you don't have to like suffer through all of these things. Like just kind of living a more comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. Mindset wise, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If nothing else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting to think about. And I feel like now is the time to think about mm-hmm. those things. And I've, I've met so many people just through the different jobs that have been kind of like talking about this concept, like like we could either make money this way or we could make our life the vacation that we're saving for kind of thing and maybe take a little less yeah. money. So it's interesting. Yeah. And it's like cool that our generation's thinking about these things. And it's not like, it's not like the nine to five or nothing. Mm -hmm. And I love like the way that our generation just like thinks of jobs so differently. Like Mm -hmm. you're right. Like the conventional jobs are always great. And obviously there's always going to be people that want to do that. But I think there's more respect for people that like take out on their own and like do their own thing and are creative or use their, their talents in like unprecedented ways I want to say like you can use your talents and you can go work somewhere else or or go work in another industry or another company or another country even uh in such different ways than I think we were like raised to yeah no I guess yeah Um, no definitely so okay so this has been so great talking to you I have a couple rapid fire questions which are more just like get to know you no pressure these are just like for fun so first one is if you could hang or like quarantine with any five people, who would it be? Any five people? Five. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm, anyone in the like world? It could be celebrities. They could be dead or alive or like just your friends that you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. I'd either take this one of two ways. I'd either go, 
my friends um, that I haven't seen for a while, if they could all come down here to the Caribbean and we could quarantine on on uh, my boat <laughs> boat down here, that would be amazing. Oh my God, fun. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be my number one choice because it's just been so difficult to be separated from your friends and be able to hang out um, as a group. It's just really taking a toll mm-hmm. as the years gone by. So I think that would be amazing. Um, Celebrity-wise, the only person that's coming to my head is Barack Obama. I just feel like any question where it's like you could have dinner with someone, I always think Barack Obama. Um, so maybe him yeah. and the Obama family have a nice dinner mm-hmm. party with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that'd be cool. I feel like they're so like they all have just so such interesting things. So I think that'd be a really good um, quarantine, and they're fun too. Yeah, like, they're, they're not just so like, fun. Boring. Like they could give you the knowledge, but then also like be fun. I yeah, they'd, that. Ha- they'd host a mean dinner party. Oh, I think so too. Um, okay, so there's obviously been a lot of negative outcomes uh, from the the quarantine and COVID-19, all those things. Um, but I like to t- kind of spin it to a positive. So what has been your favorite positive outcome of the COVID-19 pandemic? I think that my greatest positive outcome would just be the feeling like getting comfortable with the feeling of uncertainty. Cause I'm definitely like a planner and an organizer. And as I was saying, just like how I'm like, all oh, the security of like going to law school be so nice like that's definitely something that mm-hmm. I think like is in the back of my mind a lot like just feeling secure yeah. feeling like my my plan's gonna go through like whatever it may be and before the pandemic I just felt like whatever I had planned like it's like the, like what would get in the way of me doing that like nothing like I, I could go yeah. on a trip like nothing's gonna stop me really unless like a family member got sick or whatever and now it's just like every plan I make I'm kind of just like you know what, if it doesn't work out, like it's not meant to be. Um, and just kind of taking things more like as they come and just learning to live with uncertainty has been a really, really good lesson. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's something that no one has said yet. So I think that's really interesting. Um, last one for you, and this is kind of a tough one. Um, but what is one song that if you heard it playing in like five years, you would think of like your 2020 or like quarantine? Hmm, I'm thinking of Harry Styles' Golden. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I a good like, one. Uh-huh. I feel like his album was really, like, prominent, and it was, like, one of, on the playlist that I was listening to. Specifically, Allegra mm-hmm. Shaw, the fashion influencer, oh, yeah. made a yeah. playlist, Quarantini, and it has his album on there, and it just really reminds me of, like, peak quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like it came out like almost right in the middle. So everyone was kind of like listening to that. You're right. Okay, that's a good one. Um, So thank you, Shannon, for calling in all the way from the Caribbean. Um, It was so nice to talk to you and like so nice uh, of you to share your time with us. Thank you for having me. It was lovely. I'm Ali Ballas, and you have been listening to Can't Hang. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved today's show, please subscribe and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Visit canhang.simplecast.com to check out all the incredible people I've interviewed and who's coming soon. Much love goes out to all those who have been posting about Can't Hang on social. Please tag me in your posts at Can't Hang Pod, and please continue to send me suggestions of who you'd love to see in future episodes. I have a 
incredible lineup, but I'm always looking for people outside my bubble. Please tune in next Thursday and hang with me and my next guest. This show is produced by me, Alia Ballas, and the music was created by Kwan. Kwan.